Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This one's for the birds, this one's for the city, this one for the fans that bleed green with me. Push down to 95, to the right is the link, with a team pulling up, knowing that they're getting beat. Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson, Xfinity Live, CBP, what's happening? Dub F-Lot, stop by F1, fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me. Green and Kelly, we don't rock with that. No. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. No. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run the back. Yeah. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. Back. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Can't let your bunch of squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bro. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot, tomato pie, bring three or four. After every bird game, you know where to be. Fourth of John, NBC, in the heart of Philly. About the birds, about the birds, all about the birds. Eat rock, girl, this Hollywood. Here we go, broadcasting live from NBC Sports Philadelphia Studios in the heart of the Wells Fargo Center. Welcome to 4th and John, episode 110. Boys and girls, did you enjoy your little bye week there? Gail, did you enjoy your bye week? It was amazing. It was amazing? It was amazing. It was nice. It was nice to have a break from Eagles football, honestly, because it was kind of like a relationship that, you know, you guys are arguing a lot. Maybe expectations aren't getting met. You need a little bit of a break, right? See, see other people. See other teams. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, it's not you. Well, it's definitely it's, them. It's not us. Yeah. It's definitely them. But you, you have the opportunity to see other people, see other teams. Don't worry. You don't got to tell her about it. All right. Get your priorities straight. Kind of get your mind right. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And certainly I did miss the Eagles a little bit little bit but as we get back to football as we get out of the bye week now we have the game on the schedule that everybody circled and highlighted and starred on the schedule as the most difficult game of this 2019 season and that would be against the defending Super Bowl champions and once upon a time Nick Foles' bitch the New England Patriots are coming to town and of course New England coming to town in a regular season game is going to conjure up some memories of that Super Bowl and of course we're going to get into it a little bit. I mean how could you not reminisce about that 2017 Super Bowl with the Pats back in town but I'm more concerned about what this game means for the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles. Because, of course, is the nature in sports. Either you're going to win the game or you're going to lose the game. Win the game. Win the game against the New England Patriots. And all of a sudden, the discussion around this team changes completely. Completely. Because, Gail, you remember the narrative. I mean, I don't have to explain it. It's been year after year after year where, what is it? Oh, the Eagles can only be bad teams. What's the what's the record against a winning team? What's the record against a winning team, right? Yep. We've been saying it year after year after year after year. But all of a sudden, if the Eagles can beat the Patriots this year, you take a look at, okay, they beat the Packers. Uh, they beat the Pats. 
They beat the Bills. Sure, they might have dropped one against Dallas and the Minnesota Vikings, but there's more evidence to support that the Philadelphia Eagles can beat teams with winning records than not. Changes the whole narrative of the season. Plus, you know damn right well you got to win one of the next two games. You just got to do it. You get that one out of the way against New England, perfect. If they lose the game, a lot of you people out there will say, no worries, don't worry about it. We were ex- They are defending Super Bowl champions. It's Tom Brady and the Patriots. We really weren't expecting to win it anyway. And if that's your argument, good for you. Like your attitude. But that means you definitely have to win against the Seattle Seahawks. And if they lose the game, I fear that I will have to take significant time off of social media. Because there is already that anti-Wentz narrative that we've seen. It's a small minority, but it's there. It's obviously and clearly there. And if I got to listen to Nick Foles beat the New England Patriots, why can't Carson Wentz beat the New England Patriots? I'm going to start throwing virtual bricks at the timeline. I'm not going to be able to take it. But Mr. Gail Saunders, how are you this evening? I'm doing doing pretty great. Uh, You know, did some soul searching as a fan to figure out where I was with this team. Um, But you know, for me, I, I was just hoping that the Eagles in this in this break kind of like got back to basics uh, of knowing who they are, uh, playing to their strengths, hopefully moving forward. Um, but I just want them to have like uh, catch light, lightning in a bottle because mm. I feel like, you know, you, if you when you beat the Patriots. Oh, you're speaking into existence. when you beat right. the Patriots, you kind of. You can play off this game. This can start a yeah. wave of emotions. Uh, it can bring the team together. Right now, you've seen them playing some solid, solid football the last couple of weeks. Uh, but you just want to see that switch turn on. Mm. And, and whether it was during the Super Bowl, you saw that switch in the team. Whether it was when Jeff Lurie came down in the locker room with those T-shirts, gave the 53 angry men, they the switch was turned on. Uh, so you moving forward, especially in a game like this, you know, like you said, the the the, the Wentz hate out there and the the, the Foles Nation is going to say, hey, if you can't beat uh, Tom Tom Brady in the Patriots, you're not better better than Nick Foles. Um, yeah, I, I still think that argument's ridiculous. I think at this moment you should be focusing on Carson Wentz beating these Patriots. I think uh, he's got a great opportunity um, to really, you know, the next two weeks is a litmus test. You know, you got yeah. you got oh, you got Tom Brady, the the, the goat. You have uh, one of the, uh, Russell Wilson, one of the phenomenal quarterbacks in the league, could be this year's MVP. Um, you win games here. This is what uh, writes this writes the story, writes the chapter in the book of Carson Wentz. And look, I, I, I want to stay positive. I want to stay upbeat. I want to believe in this team. And part of the thing that makes me hold on to that belief so much is the fact that evidence would show that this Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles team can catch fire at the end of the season. They can face adversity, look down the the barrel, and still get the job done. I mean, we saw, we saw it during the 2017 season. Obviously, when Carson Wentz gets hurt, they were steamrolling teams. They were just rolling over teams, and boom, the nightmare happens where you and I are in Los Angeles. We see it happen, and we're sitting there in the morning with our heads down, listening to the press conference, fearing the worst and realizing the worst. But then that team rallied around, right? Right. 
And then last year, I mean, that team was struggling up until the point where they started to catch fire second half. And you look at other teams that yeah, that have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl since we're on Patriots week. New York Giants, case in point. Every time they've gone on to win those Super Bowls and beat the New England Patriots, it's always been a second half catching fire. And while we do look at the next two games as incredibly difficult, and they are, I'm not going to try to cupcake it or make it sound easier than it really is. You're dealing with two of the top teams in the NFL, in the AFC and in the NFC. We saw what the Seattle Seahawks did to the undefeated 49ers. They look good. That was, a, By the way, that was a great game. If you're, <laughs> football, if you're a football fan, those Phenomenal are the kind, of, kind of games you like to watch. Um, you saw some defense. You saw some turnovers. You saw some heroics by uh, Russell Wilson. Like I said, that guy's been playing all world. And I think, uh, you know, you're just hoping that Carson Wentz becomes that type of quarterback where he doesn't have to, you know, rely so much on the, his players around him, but he mm. makes things happen consistently. And Russell Wilson does. You know, you, like in the fourth quarter when yeah. Russell Wilson has the ball, there's a level. I'm not even – we're not Seahawks fans, but there's a level of confidence when I see him with the ball in the fourth quarter. I'm like – Dude scoring. Yeah, this dude's ice. He's got ice in his Tom veins. Brady. And plus he had that like that one little pass where it was kind of he was under pressure, but he floated it. It was just a little floater where only the tight and his outstretched tight yeah, end could yeah, reach yeah, it. Yeah. I got a little Seahawks envy. We're gonna get into what we learned during the bye week, but I got a little bit of Seahawks envy. Because as much as I've sat in front of this microphone and defended Howie Roseman, I've been a Howie apologist uh-huh. and talked about the trade. Shut up. Don't start with me. But the two moves that I wanted the Eagles to make happen to be Seattle they happen to be Seattle Seahawks right now, and it still bothers me to this day. Jadavion Clowney, first of all. This wasn't a, a two first-round pick deal, which Khalil Mack set, and for some reason now is the standard in the NFL where you throw in two first-round picks at people. So Damian Clowney was traded for a third-round pick. Uh, a defense, uh, Ben Jarvis Mingo, who's doing absolutely, that is the name? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mingo. Yeah, Mingo, who's doing absolutely nothing for the Houston Texans right now. And a 2018 six-round pick line. It would be, would have been the equivalent if, if Howie Roseman called up the Houston Texans and say, look, we'll give you a third, worth it, right? We'll give you a Vinnie Curry, worth it. And we'll give you a Nate Gary. That would have been the equivalent for what the Seattle Seahawks got just Davion Cloudy for. And then Josh Gordon. Now, granted, it was only two catches, but damn, those were two big catches. Third down conversions cost you zero draft capital. No draft like a, capital. Million dollars. On, yeah, well, I mean, just peanuts. And you could have gotten Flash Gordon to help out this wide receiver core. And I'll add on to that. I mean, if, you, if you look into the, to the draft and you look at where the Eagles had, were drafting right after Miles Sanders and you're looking on the board and you see DK Metcalf on the board and you see uh, Jay Jaw, um, yeah, I, I was like, all right, I, if, if the Eagles know what they're doing, but you know, like I felt, I felt comfortable about DK Metcalf in the second round, mm. not so much in the first round, you know, with with his uh, injuries and such. But you know, passing on an explosive talent like that, and you see that, you know, I mean, he did drop a ball yesterday, but just his still making plays, just his overall talent and his ability to get vertical. Um, you know, he's an explosive player, and then you look at uh, Jay Jaw, and you're like, he's not on the field. But going back to 
Jadavian Clowney, uh, man, like he 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 was just a nightmare, like all over. The, Dis- he, he took over that game, disrupted uh, so much. Like my brother, who you know, he's not a big football head, but he's texting me like this Jadavian Clowney guy is. It's crazy right now. I'm like, everyone sees what he's bringing to the table. And I think when you have an opportunity to get a player like that for what he was costing, maybe it was the cap issue moving forward. But I think uh, I think those are the kind of moves in a, in, in a Super Super Bowl run. Those are the kind of moves you kind of make. And plus, it didn't cost you a lot. Josh Gordon. It didn't cost you a lot. It didn't cost the Seattle Seahawks. They weren't, Seattle Seahawks were not mortgaging the future for that. You know what I mean? So, Gail, let me ask you. What did, what did you learn during the bye week? Watching the, you know, taking a rest, kicking your feet up on the couch, relaxing, not stressing, but watching the rest of the NFL. What did you learn during the bye week? I mean, the one thing that stuck out to me is just our wide receiver play. And just looking around the league and watching, like, explosive plays or wide receivers, you know, giving it that extra like, mm. even looking at Emmanuel Sanders, like oh what God. what he was doing for the, the 49ers, but just the, the level of excitement of him making a couple plays and energizing the group or like um, just looking at our players and thinking back, back to plays that, that, have, that haven't happened this season where our receivers were like hyped up. Like, and it's just like, at this point in time, like I've come to terms with, uh, we're going to be a two tight end set, you know, some play action, ground to pound. I, I'm, we're missing a lot of plays on the outside, uh, but in terms of bringing back a, a Jordan Matthews, maybe he gives you something, maybe, and and that's where you're like, I have learned to accept. Jordan Matthews, the Eagles' number one booty call in history. Wow! When you're desperate, wow, bro. When you need, when you, when you need someone to get the, the catch your balls, you know what I mean. When it, when you're in that pinch, he can always call up Jordan Matthews. You can always get yourself some Jordan, some Jay. It, it, it's weird because we're like, we're like sorta in a weird kind of way excited to have him back. I know, and isn't it weird? Come on now, like as a fan, you're like, I'm really excited about Jordan Matthews right now. Like, yo, I'm in a yo, weird yo, place. yo, you're in a you're in a weird spot where, and and this is where like you st- you start to talk about come to terms and expectations. You're in a, you're in kind of a weird spot when you're like, hey, Jordan Matthews is back. He's better than what we got. That, that, like that's not. It's not that's exciting. Not, that's not playoff caliber nah. football. Like like here here here's what I learned during the bye week. Uh, not so much learned for the first one, but it helped reinforcement. The first, the, the reinforce it. The first thing is the wild card is not coming out of the NFC East. I think that is clear cut as we continue to move forward. Uh, the Cowboys are five and four with the Eagles. Packers with a win over the Packers are eight and two. Vikings with a win over Dallas are seven and three. Saints are seven and uh, two. Loss against the Falcons, real weird. Panthers are five and four with a loss against Green Bay. 49ers uh, with a loss against. Seattle, their first of the year, eight and one. Seahawks are eight and two, and the Rams lost to Pittsburgh. If the NFC's playoff picture was as it is today, 
If the playoffs started today, the 49ers would have the one seed at 8-1. and one, Packers would have the two seed, both of those teams being on a bye week. Saints would be third at 7-2. and two. They would host the division, uh, the wild card. Uh, Cowboys being the fourth seed at 5-4. and four. Seahawks at 8-2. and two, That's one of those weird ones where you, if they were in any other division, yep. if they were in the NFC East, Eagles have zero prayer making the playoffs. But at 8-2, and two, they're a wild card team. And the Vikings at 7-3. The Rams are actually ahead of the Eagles at 5-4. and four. The Eagles are the eighth team outside looking in. Keep in mind that the Saints, the Packers, and the Vikings have the tiebreaker over Dallas as it stands right now. The Vikings and the Cowboys have the tiebreaker over the Philadelphia Eagles. So to summarize all that up, you got to win this division. There is just no other way around it. You absolutely positively have to win this division. It's division or bust. And during the bye week, while it was relaxing to uh, not have to watch the Eagles play, one of the benefits was... Watching the Cowboys lose. Oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's always a good time. Hey, listen, it's, it's always, always a good time, time watching the Cowboys For everyone. lose. But the other flip side to that is, like, you can see having, yourself, having your team removed from the week and being able to gaze upon the rest of the league – there was a stark contrast. We're in our own little Philadelphia bubble here, right? We, we've got our own hopes, our own expectations. We're trying to pour this positive energy in the team. You can see a pretty clear-cut difference between the playoff teams that you watch, the Vikings. I mean, e- even the 49ers in a loss. The, the Packers. There's a difference in the ball that those teams are playing versus what the Eagles have put on tape before the bye. Yeah, I'm hoping that this the first half uh, of the season, this Eagles uh, is a, a totally different team moving forward. I, I think you're starting to see them get healthy, starting to see them do a little uh, some different wrinkles. Uh, they got uh, Avery coming off the edge, another guy who's a, a, playing a joker role in their defense. I think you know they have the, if they're going to move forward playing some of these four cornerbacks in, in dime packages. I'm kind of excited about that. I think uh, maybe they're just a different team. They're getting healthy at the right time. Fletcher Cox. Is, is back to normal, it seems like. I think that's really key for uh, their success. And Tim, we're going to get Tim, Timmy Jernigan back. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, we're, we're in our own little Philadelphia bubble. So the first thing I learned is that, A, the, or at least reinforced, that the wild card is not coming out of the NFC East whatsoever. Three, there are two, there is a stark contrast between the playoff teams that are seated right now and what the Fed, like you can see a, a different level of play in these teams like there are there are the super good and then what the Philadelphia Eagles have put on tape they at times they look like that most of the time they do not the third thing is listen anything can happen Anything can happen. We watched the seven and two, now seven and two Saints lose to the Falcons, who are two to se- two and seven, twenty six to nine. We watched the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at six and four lose to the Titans, get run all over. Nobody gave the Titans a shot to win that game. They win 35-32. and the Dolphins at two and seven beat the Colts at five and four, sixteen to twelve. So we're going to get part of that. We're going to get into that section of the season where we know the identity of teams but anything can happen and that's what I'm hoping kind of carries over for this Philadelphia Eagles team but that's a good thing and a bad thing because I take a look back at you referenced it earlier that 53 angry men under Chip Kelly whose name should not be spoken and just spoke uh, every time I get a name I want to flip a table but 
at 53 Angry Men where they had zero shot of beating Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. They go up to Gillette and they shock the world. In the Super Bowl, Eagles are underdogs. Again, they go and they shock the world. I'm hoping that can kind of carry over again where we're looking at these teams and being like, listen, any given Sunday. But with that being said, every single year, the Eagles have their Bobo game. Eagles have their Bobo game, right? So we're so focused on the next two games, New England, Seattle. You can argue that the Bobo game was against Atlanta, although it really didn't feel like that on week two, right? It felt like you're the Atlanta. You're trying to say we're going to lose to the, the I'm not saying we're trying to lose. The Dolphins? And I'm not saying we're going to lose. Redskins. But we're so focused on the next two games, what the Eagles can't do is look ahead and be like, listen, all we got to do is win one of the next two and then we'll win the, ne- we'll yeah. win the next five. I think it's important for them just one game at a one, time yeah, bro. one game at a time uh, you can't look forward to the next opponent like down the road I, uh, you control your destiny if you went out you control your destiny i think uh they, i mean they have a great opportunity to like actually almost run run the table if they catch at least uh one of these wins versus um the, the Seahawks and, and, the, and the Patriots, but you, you you have to beat the Cowboys at home. I I, I can't say that. I can't stress that. No, you don't, you don't you don't beat the Cowboys. You, you, it's a wrap. You beat the you got to beat the Cowboys at home. And, and if you if you catch two L's at home against uh, the Seahawks or one of the one of the one of the two, it's not a good look uh, moving forward. You know what I mean? But I I feel like this is a perfect time for them to really show who they are, showcase their, you know. The, what type of this team? We, over the season, we've been asking, what's the identity of the squad? We still sort of don't know, but we're starting. Well, we to, know it. We're starting to see. Uh, we're I mean, just starting to accept it. I mean, character-wise, like oh, as character. a team, we, okay. we've seen like what kind of grit do they have mm. for? Are, are they going to fight for the coach, or or are they playing for the teammates to the left and the right of them? Um, I, I think uh, it's 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 put up or shut up. I mean, pretenders. Or contenders, what are the Philadelphia Eagles at this moment? We're gonna, we're gonna figure it out real soon, because that five game stretch that's not gonna tell you much about this team. Those are those are those are those are bad teams. If you if you look at the remaining schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles, Patriots, Seahawks, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, and Giants again. The Eagles combined uh, opponent schedule like record, they're twenty eight and thirty eight. So these are all these these are like okay it's favorable for the uh, for the Eagles moving forward. The Cowboys not so much. At Lions, at Patriots, Bills, at Chicago Rams, at Eagles, Redskins. That they're, they're that's not a cupcake schedule no, right there at 32 and 30. I mean it's it's winnable for Dallas. So even though you you like you, you said you control your destiny. You have dug yourself enough of a hole early on in the season where you're also going to need some help. Yeah. You're also going to need some I mean, help. The Cowboys are on uh, three of their their seven games. They're at, uh, at home. Uh, and, and the Eagles, you know, they're only traveling one more time. Um, they're playing against the – when they play the, the Dolphins. You know so what else I learned? kind of cool. You know what else I learned during the bye week? Lamar Jackson is the truth, bro. Whoa. That, that, that run was uh, reminiscent of the Michael Vick run against the Vikings. Somebody was in my DMs a- asking me if Lamar Jackson is as good as Michael Vick during the prime of Michael Vick. And I get this, I, I, sometimes I get asked these questions and I forget how old I actually am and how long I've been watching football. And I will always tend to lean on the side of history because there's always like a recency bias when it comes to these players, right? We've never seen that. Well, actually you have. We've never seen, well, actually you have. 
Dude, Lamar Jackson is not as quick as Michael Vick, but he's more physical in his running style. I think he's you got think better. He's fast. He's not as quick as Vick. Well, he he actually did. He's not as quick as Vick. He actually didn't run his forty time. He's not as quick as Vic. I'm telling you. No, he didn't run. The, he didn't run at the combine because he didn't want to be. Ben, what? Ben, am I? Am I right? Am I right? Quickness is change of speed, stuff like that. Like you're thinking straight ahead, forty yards, Gail. Yeah. This is changing. Ga- like 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 ga- like game yeah. speed. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's got four three speed, doesn't he? But again, you're thinking forty yard dash. Yeah. D Rock is talking about the spin <coughs> going. Full speed to your left, stopping and going to your right right away. Yeah, go 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 back and revisit some of Michael my, my, yeah. Michael Vick's runs. I think Michael Vick and Ben, maybe maybe you're agreeing with me on this one. On the field, speed was quicker. Lamar's more physical. Like he he can he can put a shoulder into somebody and he can he can adjust his angles, but I feel like he like Vic wasn't about taking hits. Yeah, Vic wasn't about that. I also think Vic is uh, he was more of like you know lightning in a bottle, but he I don't think his his preparation for the game is where it and, was, and, 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 and that's what makes Lamar so yeah, much better. He's, he's Lamar focused, is man. light years ahead of where Michael Vick. There's a famous story about like Jim Mora Jr. Maybe you've heard this story, right? Where he gives Vic the DVD because back then you had DVDs. You back? What's that? I think you're thinking of Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell? No, 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 no. This was a Vic story, wasn't it? Where he put the hundred dollar bill in the DVD. I swear this is oh, a Vic yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Jim Moore Jr. would give Michael Vic his DVD of the tape he's supposed to watch at home during his private time, right? So he could study up. Homeboy put a hundred dollar bill inside the DVD case. When Michael Vic gave it back, the hundred dollar bill was still in there, and he said nothing about it. So in other words, he, n- he never watched the tape. Like Michael Vick didn't realize his potential as a pocket passer until his second stint in the NFL when he was under Andy Reid. That's when he started to sort of grasp the game of football. He was just playing with raw talent before that. So Lamar is way ahead of him as far as the accuracy, way ahead of way ahead of Vick. Uh, passing, way ahead of Vick. Physical running, way ahead of Vic. Maybe not as quick, but Lamar Jackson, that dude is the truth. Yeah, he's an athlete, and I think it just it goes back to like it's 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 so weird that the, the draft analysts, some some big draft analysts, were saying like maybe you should try out for another position, why, you know, or running back. Like that's that's just so disrespectful. That's why he didn't run the forty times. Like, bro, I'm gonna do me, and I'm gonna play quarterback. And I think I like what the Ravens have have done, uh, where they made the offense really built around. His strengths. Yeah. Uh, you got him on the move. Uh, he'll take off if he has to. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he's just a phenomenal talent. I, I think he's he's focused. <coughs> he's, he's, he wants this team to win a Super Bowl. But it's, it's just when you see when you see greatness on the field, you're like, wow. Yeah. Wow. You have to take you have to take a minute to you to, do. to appreciate respect. It. And and not for nothing, Ravens fans, you should be thanking the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, because you're the ones that allowed you to trade up and go get him at the end of the first round, right? At the yep. uh, for that Super Bowl year. Do you know who we got back in return? What that pick ended up being? Dallas Goddard. No, well, we 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 drafted Dallas Goddard as. All oh, right, right. But we got a second round pick in return. You know who it ended up being? 
Miles Sanders. Yeah, thank God it was Miles Sanders. Could you imagine the, the the pick that gave the Ravens Lamar Jackson end up being JJ Ortega Whiteside? That would be a hot. That would be a fireable offense for Howie right then and there. Like you gave the Ravens Lamar Jackson. Not that we needed the guy. We have our own quarterback. But you drafted JJ in return for that. That would have been terrible. One of the moves that Howie made that was pretty good this uh, week, and I'm happy to see the timelines happy because if I heard older guy over 30 coming off an injury again. I was going to start throwing bricks at the timeline. Brandon Brooks gets a four-year extension. What do you think about that one? I think mean, I think it was a great move. I think uh, you know Brandon Brooks is he exemplify what a uh, eagle player is and what they look for in a player. A guy who's battled anxiety and, and handled it like you know, a champ. like a champ. Um, a guy we met um, during uh, uh, the summer at one of the training camps. Mm-hmm. Great guy. He's he's been a, been a great guy on and off the field. And I think uh, when in terms of like really solidifying this offensive line as we move forward. There's guys that are, you know, like Lane and uh, Kelsey will be locked up for 2021. Mm. Uh, you got Sumalu locked up and then, you know, just adding Brandon Brooks to the, the mix and, and Dillard locked up to like 2023. That, that's the chemistry that you're looking for. And you, those guys, uh, if, if you look at the play of Lane Johnson and, and, and Brooks, the way that they play together, the, the harmony that they play together, that's the kind of mm. cohesiveness you like to see on, on your offensive line. And, that, and that's something that the Eagles are, are, have done a good job of staying ahead of. I mean, with Jason Peters, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen when he's healthy and ready to return. Are you going to take a shot at Jason Peters every episode? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, said, I said they should have traded him two years ago. They should have stayed ahead of it. Put over the bench. <laughs> but anyways, the cohesiveness, that's something that is so underrated in the NFL. And you see teams that struggle with it continue to lose time and time again and continue to struggle to make the playoffs or win their division. And that's a lack of cohesiveness along the offensive line. Lane Johnson is going to be around for a while. Brandon Brooks is going to be around for a while. Jason Kelsey will say. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. He had thoughts of retirement. The Eagles obviously uh, signed him this year, and they, they, they want to continue that relationship. But, you know, he's getting, he's getting a little older, a little bit more banged up. We'll see what happens there. Jason Peters, Andre Dillard actually, you know, at, at, comes in and fills in almost right away and playing at a pretty high level for yeah. a rookie, especially at the left tackle position, which is difficult for any – it's difficult for a veteran to play left tackle, let alone a rookie coming out. And then uh, Sayamalo, you got him for a long time. Maybe they can up upgrade that position. Yeah. They could. They could. I mean, you got them on a cheap enough deal where they could possibly upgrade it. Yeah. But uh, a, a little cohesiveness along the offensive line goes a long way. And to think about, to think about where this guy was when he tore his Achilles. To think about yeah. where he was. If you were to ask me during the offseason, if we were pumping out these shows during the offseason, I would have been pounding the table in free agency to bring in a guard because Brandon Brooks is going to be a player that we're going to be having a discussion about, very similar to Jalen Mills, where it's like, is he healthy enough to come off the IR and help this team for a playoff run? And then all of a sudden, in training camps, you see, you know, maybe maybe John Clark, NBC's own John Clark, or NBC's own Ruben Frank taking pictures of Brandon Brooks and he's got pads on. What? Yeah. What? And he's hitting people. What? It's crazy. When he went down, it was the Saints game and I, the first thing out of my mind was like, you know, like I'm upset that he's hurt, Huge but I'm like, oh, he's not going to be ready for next no. year. Um, but it, it come to find out, his, his Achilles injury was like 
the way that he tore his, it was the best way possible to tear his. He, his wasn't like a uh, Sidney Jones. Um, so, like, it was the best possible um, version of the injury for him. But just to see him back and the size of a guy like him putting that kind of weight on that Achilles. And then you saw him posting those videos and like, oh, that's cool, man. He's doing that. He's working out. He's getting back to – but to see him start um, – Shocked me. Shocked me in training camp when I saw that dude with Pat. I mean, on. 629 snaps he's played, 90% of the Eagles' uh, offense uh, he's been on the field. The leader. And that and that and that's how you get and that's how you get rewarded as a Philadelphia Eagle. But that one the one question I had was like, does does Malcolm Jenkins see this move and say Sure would like to have some cheddar? I've, I've seen people on the timeline. Yeah. Uh, I, saw, I think I saw JJ Free like, I, is Malcolm upset? Is you know like people on the timeline like, should you pay Malcolm? You know what that 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 so quietly got swept under the rug where. You know, Malcolm wasn't showing up, and as a leader on the team, that was very unexpected. But you understand where he is in his career, and he's trying to get his bag, and he's trying to get his money. He's trying to get whatever he can for the remainder of his career. It's probably whatever contract he signs next. It's probably going to be the last of his career, so you got to make yeah. it while you, while, you, while you can. And then all of a sudden, he showed up, and every, including myself, I thought, yeah, it's a great move. The Eagles got uh, the Eagles got something worked out. Eagles got something worked out. No They're going to take again. care. They're going to take care of him. And then we haven't heard who gots about that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's not missed a snap. You're yeah. t- talking to a guy who's played multiple positions, and he's the lead, one of the leaders on your football team. You hear that, Orlando Scandrick? The guy's not getting paid, not getting a new contract, still showing up to do his job and doing it at a high level. Who the hell are you, Orlando? Missing tackles in open space, lining up. Terrible. What's a reasonable expectation for Jordan Matthews moving forward and with this Philadelphia Eagles team? Back to the booty call. Uh, I think I think booty you have call Jordan. You have a you have a guy who's reliable, a guy who's pays attention to detail. I go back to the first time you went to the Senior Bowl. He was a guy who asked the coaches at the Senior Bowl for any footage that they had on any cornerback coming to the Senior Bowl. This guy pays attention to detail. Uh, this is a guy, part of, uh, you know, him and, him and Carson are really good friends off the field, just as they are on the field. He's part of that brotherhood that they had. They, they all share the same faith. And they have the, you know, you're talking about knowing where a guy is at the right time, at the right moment. That's the kind of guy you could depend on to be in the right time right space at the right moment hopefully he catches it I mean the guy's had some drops in the past but not like a a Nelson Aguilar I think a guy who's you know been uh, pretty reliable in terms of you know what he is Uh, he gave some production production last year when they brought him back had that uh, touchdown against the uh, the Saints in the playoffs. Mm. Um, I just think you, you got – I mean, for the, the moment that we're in, I thought he was the perfect guy to bring in. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Josh Gordon. But I, yeah, oh, of li- course, yeah, of listen, course, of listen, course. Listen, I don't want to forget about the Patriots. Uh, we're about 30 minutes into the show. I don't want to forget about the Patriots. Patriots certain have, certainly haven't forgotten about us. Neither has Tom Brady, who, uh, who, had a, who had a little bit of a quote about the Eagles – uh, remembering the game, and this is to be expected. I think uh, some Eagles fans made uh, a little more out of it than really, really is necessary. But he was uh, he was on the I'm looking it up here, 
The Greg Hill Show. Never heard of the guy. Uh, you assume I'm over it? Come on now. That That's a lot of mental scar tissue from that year. It, that was a tough game. In a lot of ways, we learned from that year, and we came back stronger the next year. We won the Super Bowl in 18. I think everybody, uh, everything is a matter of perspective, and when you play – in that game and you play against great teams, you're not going to win them all. This isn't this is not the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. This is all about tough competition against the best teams. They deserved it that year. And now a couple years later, we have a chance to play the organization again. We've had a lot of changes. They've had a lot of changes. It's a totally different circumstances. Huge game for us, big game for them. The better team is going to win. What do you think about those comments? I mean, Tom Tom Brady's the ultimate competitor. I think as much as he's won, uh, I, I think he he probably thinks back to those moments losing to Eli Manning, not yeah. once but twice. I, I I I wonder when you win so many of them, do they just kind of blur together? Like, do do, do they do they all kind of like? Do you remember each individual I, I one he, I separately? I think he does. He's a, he's a highly detailed oriented. <laughs> Uh, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say, it's easier to remember and pick out as us, the fans, just football fans in general. It's easier to pick out Tom Brady's losses than it is. Hey, remember that time they beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl? And you're like, wait a minute, they beat the Car. Oh yeah, they the did, Rams. They, 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 well, the Rams was a big one. The Rams yeah. was the first one where they were underdogs. And like any 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 poker player will tell you, right? They don't remember the hands that they won. They don't remember the big hands or the big pots that they won. But they will specifically and remember in detail the hand where uh, they were bluffing two pair until the river and the inside straight came up and they had him and they went all in only to realize the guy had a full boat the entire time and was playing them. Like you'll remember the hands that you lost more than you will the bit your bigger victories. Or you remember the person who broke your heart. Uh, you know, that person who, who did you wrong. You're like, ah, I'm going to get you back. Uh, you hold that on to him. Uh, are, you, are you still on the driver from Buffalo? Uh, told that's a, that's you a long story. We'll, we'll share that later. But uh, do we not share that one on the air? No, we didn't. Okay, yeah. well, we'll leave that one off. That'll be uh, fourth and John. Oh, you gonna hear from me? Uh, anyway, uh, but uh, you know, you like, can sit like a man. So this this um, Tom Brady even actually said that uh, the play with Brandon Graham haunted him. Um, he still remembers that play and <laughs> thinks about it often. I mean, it makes you the goat, though. You learn, you learn from it. It haunts you. Learn from your mistakes. I mean, they came back the next year and won it again. So, I mean, uh, Tom Brady, anytime he's on the field, you got a chance. And, and, and any of the greats will tell you, you hate losing more than you love winning. And that's what makes you a competitor. You hate losing more than you love winning. And, that, and that's kind of a Philadelphia trait, isn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, like, you, like, you, like, you want talk- guys on your football team that are like that. Yeah, that's when, like built in. Like when, if Philadelphia, you don't have- when Philadelphia sports talk radio starts going into the, 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 the typical fodder of like, you know, what's a Philly guy? You know, what's a Philly guy? I think that's one of the one of the top things. You got you gotta you gotta hate losing more than you love winning, and that's what makes you great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hard workers at the end of the day, uh, you gotta you gotta pay respect. He's a lunch pail guy. <laughs> Brings his hard hat to work. That's a that's a Philly guy right there. Real blue collar guy. Eats a cheesesteak. <coughs> Likes food that sticks to his ribs. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's let, let's let's keep it on the New England Patriots right now. How do the Eagles beat this New England team? 
Well, you think about, uh, you know, what the Patriots, Patriots have done on defense, you know, scoring touchdowns, getting turnovers. Uh, you look at where the Eagles have been successful and where they're winning. They're, they're not turning the football over. Uh, but then you think about, you know, Tom Brady and, and that, that high-powered offense. You got to keep those guys off the field. Uh, it's all about uh, hitting Tom Brady early and often, bringing the pressure interior from the in, from the interior, not letting him uh, get comfortable. I think uh, you know if you ground and pound with the run game, win the time of possession, it's going to be key. I think it's it's a very imperative that they you know win the time of possession. I think. Uh, Carson Wentz has to make, I think he's going to have to make a couple big, big time throws in some key moments, uh, take some shots downfield here and there. But I think overall, um, just control the clock. I think that's pretty key right there. First thing the Philadelphia Eagles need to do to beat the New England Patriots is they need to protect the ball at all costs. This is a very, very opportunistic New England Patriots defense with a lot of playmakers who are more than capable of taking the wall, like a Gilmore on the out, on the outside. The Patriots are plus 17 in turnover ratio. That is ridiculous. Plus 17, that means they're not coughing the ball up. They're taking the ball away. Just to put that into perspective, three of the teams in the top 10 are only plus four. So three of the teams in the top 10 are plus four. New England Patriots are plus 17 in turnover ratio. 23% of their points are coming off of turnovers, whether that's fumbles, interceptions. And I had to go back and look at it because I'm looking at their entire schedule, all the, all the play charts. Turnover on downs, too. It is remarkable the amount of times that the opposing offense has gone for it on fourth down and failed just to try to keep pace with the New England Patriots. Offensively, Patriots aren't doing anything special. They aren't doing anything magical. Yards per game, they're 15th in the NFL offensively. The difference is that defense keeps giving the ball back with great field position, Tom Brady, to the points where points per game, they're second in the NFL points per game. They're putting up 30 points per game. So the Eagles need to have a game plan that they they have to play mistake-free football. I feel this is just such a generic answer, but it is the absolute truth. And they have to put Carson Wentz in position where the Patriots defense is not going to bait him in the mistakes. That one throw in Buffalo where he's staring down Alshon Jeffrey and threw the slant route yeah, was and got bang, bang, bang. It was almost picked up. It was lucky. You can't put Carson Wentz in that position against the Gilmore. That thing is going to get picked. Tom Brady is going to have great field position, and they're going to go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, going back to your point about like you know the, the, the way their defense is played, uh, like if you start looking back at some of the teams they played, I mean, they played the Steelers. Trash. Dolphins, uh, where they won 43-0. They, they played the Jets. Uh, played the the Bills. I mean, I mean, we can go the Redskins. Trash. The New York Giants. Trash. Back to the Jets. Trash. Uh, the Browns garbage, uh, and they they played a, one of their best teams uh, last last week against the Ravens, mm. and they they got that smoke. So I think in terms of uh, the you know you, this team, I think they could, they could be run on. They I can, think they, 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 the Ravens they last week, you know, they put up some yards. So I think this is a point where, like, if it plays to our strength and where we can take advantage with the run, I really think I mean you could do some things. Which brings me to my number two key to victory. And, that, and, and I hate to sound like 
you typical old head morning show host or run the ball, run the ball, hard hat guy, lunch pail, blue collar, run the ball. You got to run the ball. But it's true. You can hear this little EFF stat right here. 30 plus listen, times. Listen, listen, man. Eagles listen, man. win the listen, game. Man. I got, I got, I got Go a ahead. couple I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. The Patriots are giving up just shy of 100 yards rushing, but six out of their nine opponents, six out of those nine opponents where I was just yelling behind you, trash, uh, are in, rank in the lower third in rushing. So you, when you talk about like teams like the New York Jets, who they played the t- uh, played twice, and the Miami Dolphins, they're 31 and 32 in rushing, respectively. And that, that's three of their games right there against the two worst rushing offenses in the NFL. So it's no wonder why they look so good on paper, you know, defensively, right? right. But the, the one thing they're susceptible to is the run. When you take a look at that Baltimore Ravens game, again, we're talking Talking about Lamar Jackson. Mark Ingram, 15 carries, a buck 15. Lamar Jackson, the truth. 16 carries for 61 yards, and a lot of those were designed runs. So this might be, listen, I'm not expecting Carson Wentz to look like Lamar Jackson out there, nor do I want him to, because the last thing we need right now is Carson Wentz diving into the end zone and getting crunched like he did in Los Angeles a couple years ago. But this might be the game where you have a little bit of misdirection. All of a sudden, you're relying less on the RPO that had you so successful in 2017, and now you're incorporating some designed runs out of the RPO Mm -hmm. to kind of put a new wrinkle in the offense. Again, it's a new wrinkle in the offense, but it still plays to the strengths of the team. Eagles, and here we go. Here's your EFF stat, your, your staple EFF stat. Eagles are 5-1 and one this year when running the ball over 25 times and yet to win a game with anything less. I cannot stand the lazy, and I will call it lazy, narrative that, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles win when they run the ball because they run the ball when they're winning. You take away that 2017 season when the Eagles were curb stomping people and the Eagles, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, have pretty much a 500 record. So you can't tell me, and the evidence supports, I don't know the entire career, but I know it's significantly, that's Reuben Frank, he knows it, it's significant win-loss record when the Eagles run the ball over 25 times. And you're talking about how many times outside of the 2017 season has this Philadelphia Eagles team actually had the lead. All right? And you want to tell you, proof is in the pudding that you have to run the ball to win these games? Proof is in the pudding? Look no further than that Vikings-Cowboys game. When the when the Cowboys, numbers, yeah. hey, Dak and Dak and Amari Cooper, listen, they didn't use Zeke, but Dak and Amari Cooper, right, catching fire, not using Zeke. Zeke's not working, and and it, and it affected them. But more importantly, when Amari Cooper's catching an amazing pass in the end zone, the the Cowboys take the lead. You feel that giant momentum shift swing in the Cowboys' favor. What do the Vikings do? They pound the rock 11 times with Dalvin Cook. Just jam it down their throats and demoralize that team to take back the league. Dallas was never the same after that. That was in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a wrap. I mean, running the ball, you really set the tone. I think, you know, you overpower your your opponent. You come, like, come to the fourth quarter, they don't want to tackle. You know, especially with having a guy like Jordan Howard who is – Right now, I mean, we, sign Howard we've been talking about the sign uh, Howard 2020 sign movement Howard 2020. early this season. Uh, and now everybody else is pretty much on that wagon. Yeah, goddamn. Um, the guy showcased, uh, you know, the ability to fall forward at all times. The guy who he can 
ground and pound with the best of them. He's not the most elusive guy, but when he where he, when he puts his foot forward, he's going forward. He's getting in three. Um, but I think uh, with the ability to uh, have Miles Sanders be explosive on the edge, uh, he, who's also learning to run on the inside, I think uh, I think it's it's going to be a, a, a test for the, those guys this this week. You cannot give me a legitimate reason why Jordan Howard shouldn't be signed either right now I mean I keep saying 2020 either right now or during this offseason I wouldn't even let him hit free agency bro I would nip this in the bud right now because what are you going to do have Miles Sanders and who Boston Scott you you gonna spend you gonna spend draft capital on, on a to replace a guy who's already on the roster? I think I think he's the kind of guy who just shows up and goes to work. I mean, those are some some like he's not the guy that's gonna out, go uh, go out in the media talk no. a lot. He just shows up, does his job. I couldn't and, I couldn't even I mean, tell you what Jordan Howard's voice sounds like. I could. <laughs> but yeah, but you get what you get. What I'm trying to say, though, it's like it's not like he's out there. You, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not like he's he's upset at having to share the load with Miles Sanders. I mean, this guy's being a consummate teammate. He's productive. Uh, he's grinding it out. He's getting those tough yards. And yo, you remember when you let go of Legarrette Blunt? There was a there was, there was a drop in the run game. And also going back to his age, I mean, he's like 25 years old, so he's right in that that bracket age bracket where you're like, all right, we can invest in this guy for a couple more years. Why not? All right, let's get let's get some Twitter questions in on here. Uh, our boy Evan is in Italy. Italy. Uh, he's enjoying himself. His girl is studying abroad, so I think he just went over there to check on, uh, you know, make, make, make sure that uh, the, the cross-culture thing is not happening too much. Get some of that Chef Boy RD. Yeah, you know, that's right. Some raviolis. <laughs> A little Italian sauce each. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. I like it. Let's get some Twitter questions going. All right, first we got, um, you guys were touching on your concerns about the game. So, yeah. So, um, what's your biggest concern? The cor- our corners versus Tom Brady. Or the wide receiver, our wide receivers versus the Pat secondary, and that's from uh, our buddy Kevin P. Trump on Twitter. Kevin P. Trump on Twitter. All right, it, the 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 question is, Gail, and I'll post it to you first. <clears throat> What's the bigger worry as a matchup? Our wide receivers versus their defensive backs, or what was what was the second part of that question, Trox? Uh, what's your biggest concern? Our corners versus Brady, or our, our wide receivers versus, versus Pat secondary? Our corners versus Brady. Our corners versus Brady. Yeah, I'm gonna go our corners versus Brady. I think it's definitely uh, you know Tom Brady is a guy who knows where to go with the football before the the, the, the play happens. I think yeah. uh, you know we're really gonna have to really show out to uh, you know get to Tom Brady. I mean the way the way that this defense. You know, for the first half of the season, where teams have attacked us, have been in those intermediate zones, uh, in intermediate areas like five to ten yards, and that's where Tom Brady lives. That's where his, hmm. you know, he lives in that uh, yardage. And, and and are we worried about the you know our wide receivers versus the corner? I'm not even sure their corners are worried about our wide receivers versus the corners. Because listen, bringing back Jordan Matthews, okay, is better than what you got. Wonderful, but <laughs> listen, when you, when you are purposefully taking away one yeah. side of the field on your own, you're not even targeting Jay Jaw. You're not even targeting Mac Collins. Who, by the way, did you see some of the quotes that the wide receiver coach had, the positional coach had for that? Talking about alignment, rip my hair out listening yeah. to that. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt, who, who works for uh, NJ.com, is a good writer for NJ.com, had had a tweet that just like, 
damn, is this not the truth, man? He, he, he tweeted out, something I've learned on this Eagles beat. If a coach can't say anything about actual football skills when complimenting a player, they're probably not very good. Phrases like high IQ, hard worker, this blue-collar guy, right? Uh, knows where to line up are most common. The, for a wide receiver, that's like the worst. Yeah, when you can't the say The worst any, strength, that's, yeah. you're coming with that first? Yeah. Yeah, that was about Matt Collins. No, that that's good. I don't even think the Patriots are worried about our wide receivers. But I think uh, I think it's I think it's Zach Ertz. I mean, that's where they're. they're gonna, yeah. Go ahead. All right, we got a second question about this game coming up this week uh, at Vivid Middle. Will we sack Tom Brady? I personally think number fifty-five will have a second bowl of booty O's, and he's going to get them twice this weekend. The Eagles have to manufacture pressure. Again, I will encourage everybody to watch the highlights. And it's only an 11-minute video, but watch the highlights of the Ravens versus the Patriots. All right? They got burned a couple times by Tom Brady, but they were doing a real good job of bringing corner blitzes. A couple times you saw Earl Thomas in the backfield. Love that guy. A couple times you, you, you saw the stunts. You saw the linebacker blitzes. And the Eagles, to Jim Schwartz's credit, which he doesn't get a, a lot of, but I, I will throw this piece of credit at him, and I've said it on this podcast before, he's done a good job of disguising the coverages a little bit, M- making sure that the quarterback doesn't have the same look, doesn't have the same read, post-snap is pre-snap. That's crucially important, and that's something that Jim Schwartz has struggled with throughout his tenure here in Philadelphia, and up until just about five weeks ago, really wasn't moving around the defense. Yeah. It's going to be imp- And you saw the Ravens do that. The Eagles should be doing it as well. I missed that question. What was that question? I, I, Trox, well, will we sack Tom Brady this weekend? Like, basically, if they yeah. can manufacture pressure, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be know, tough. It's hard to do I, it. I think even like if you don't get sacks on Brady, it's all about that pressure. Like, I really think like Fletcher Cox. I mean, this is the game. This is the game, dog. I think Fletcher Cox. I think you really got to step up and uh, bring that heat, especially interior pressure. Quarterbacks Jernigan hate Cox. Yep. interior pressure. And he said we're getting Jernigan back, right? Uh, yeah, he played so. last game. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. got Jernigan back. We yeah. got Fletcher Cox being more healthy. Quarterbacks hate interior pressure, especially of the immobile variety, because that's their safe space. Right? When you got a Russell Wilson back there, the homeboy can roll out. When you got Lamar Jackson, they're rolling him out on purpose to manufacture space for the guy, right? So when you've got your traditional statuesque pocket passer, those dudes hate interior pressure. It's going to be paramount for the Eagles to win. I mean, this could be the Derek Barnett. Uh, I mean, Derek Barnett has been playing fairly well bringing that pressure uh he did it last week um i mean the week before but uh i, I really think uh he's gonna get home for another sack this week and uh not there's a boo in the chamber there's a boo in the chamber over here there's a boo in the chamber waiting go, for him go ahead <laughs> all right so we opened up as underdogs this week uh eagles i think currently now are plus three and a half do we bust out the dog mask and this is from donnie on uh facebook uh, I'm sick of the damn. Yeah, I, I say retired. He's dead man. I, 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 yeah. I think there was a moment in time where it was just an amazing movement. Yeah. <laughs> I think the underdog will always be a part of Philadelphia. Yeah. And I think uh, if that's where the Eagles have to play this week, I think they welcome it. They welcome to be an underdog in their own stadium with their own fans. Uh, 
you know who are going to be rocking. I think this is the, this is the perfect spot that I want them to be in. But uh, I'm going to leave my underdog mask at home. I'm so sorry. I'm so, well, <laughs> did you see what, what was it? Riley Reed, the dude with the blonde mullet that we just got from the yeah. Falcons. Yep. Is that his name? He's mm-hmm. so rocking a ski mask. Get the hell out of here, bro. Get get off the damn field with that ski mask. Ski like, mask? Yeah, the last game. The last game we played, like, you got a turnover or something. All of a sudden, he's rocking a ski mask trying to bring that you, crap you back. No? No, no, no. Get it. Listen, you ha- you, 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 if, if it's going to come, it's got to come from the players. It's got to be organic. And, and it's got to be organic, and it can't be forced. So right. you're saying they should manufacture a new look? Yes. Okay. Exactly. I got one that we can save for another week because it's got to do with the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, I guess last, last thing to ask is uh, predictions on the games, fellas. Gail? Oh, go ahead, man. Gail? Go ahead, <laughs> take this one? Listen, you're, you're Mr. Speaking into existence. Um, I, I really think uh, it, they have a great opportunity to turn You st- you, you are now sounding like the Eagles wide around. receiver coach. No, I, I feel like this is the biggest test for them this year. Um, it's tough to beat a team three times in a row. I think they could do it. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that they. That I think the Patriots. I'm not gonna say they were figured out last week, but they played a tough team, and I think this team is even tougher on the interior. I think. You know, there's a part of playing the Patriots where teams actually give in to the psyche of playing the Patriots. Uh, you're looking at an Eagle team has been there and done that. They put their pants on the same way the, the Patriots do. They've already beat them in the Super Bowl. There's a there's a statute outside the stadium for a damn reason. I think it's important for, you know, the players to play great, but it's, you know, Doug Peterson. They're going to win the game, bro? Doug They're going to win the game or what? Doug Peterson has got to wow. outcoach the Patriots. You just, you didn't speak it into existence. You just spoke They're gonna it in the game. circle. They're going to win the game. There we go. Hey. They're going to win the game, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling confident. It's good. I know you're you're not feeling confident. Over no, there. no, I'm not feeling confident about this one. I think it's going to come down to beating Seattle. I don't think the uh, I don't think the Eagles right now just have the personnel to listen. If they allow Tom Brady the 500 yard passing game that he had in the Super Bowl, you're not built to keep up at that pace. You're not built to keep up at that yeah. pace. So I I I I don't want to say that the Eagles can't win. I think they can win. It's just going to be, first of all, you, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, greatest coach uh, combination. There's going to be an extra layer of motivation there for the Super Bowl, all right? Um, the team just simply isn't as talented as that 2017 team when they still went into the Super Bowl as underdogs. I, I get it that it's a different identity. They have to play mistake-free football. They have to have an excellent game plan, which means that Doug Peterson has not only got to outsmart Bill Belichick, he's got to, got to out-cajone Bill Belichick again. All right, that's I'm not big, saying that's a, big, dust, that's a big task. I'm not saying dust off the Philly special, but you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. If you look at the the, the game charts against the New England Patriots, you will be shocked at the amount of time you spoke to it, kind of the psyche of playing the New England Patriots. Um, How many times people go for it on fourth down and they do not make it, just to try to keep pace with them. I don't think the Eagles win this game. The Eagles, to win this game, they are going to have to bring their A++++ game, and the New England Patriots are going to have to play a C-D-plus game, and I'm not sure that they're going to be 
able to do that coming off of a bye with revenge on their mind. I'm sorry to be Debbie Downer. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's weird. I'm going to be rooting them on. It doesn't mean I'm not rooting them. I'm just going into it not expecting to beat the Patriots. Doug is 1-0 coming off the bye playing the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, it's a type of game that like Eagles, okay. you expect the Eagles to like not win and they win. Um, That's what I'm saying. So it's like, what did we learn during the bye week? Anything can happen. We're we're in that point. And listen, this is not the first time the Eagles have gone up against the Patriots, and people like myself have shook my head and have said absolutely no freaking way. It's not the first time. It can happen again. I just don't think it will. Don't think it will. Do we? Oh, any other Twitter questions? Uh, I, I had one, but it's going to be lengthy, so I think we can save for another day because it let's has to do with let's Cowboys. Save for another day. Yes, sir. <clears throat> a couple shout-outs before we get out of here. Uh, number one, the Philly uh, Sports Memorabilia and Autograph Show is coming back to King of Prussia December 6th through 8th. Guys like Dallas Goddard are going to be there. Jake Elliott, if you want to get an autograph from J.J. Ortega Whiteside, you can certainly sign up for that. Photograph opportunities. This dude's cracking up over here. Listen, I might go get a photo with him just to be like, hey, Hey. Look at me and JJ. Right, just just yeah, yeah. Both of us got the same amount of catches. Both oh. of us got the, oh, hey, hey, maybe he can put up his hands. You know what these do? Hey, you know what these do? They catch the ball. Get in the game there, JJ. Uh, anyway, great opportunity for you to meet some of your favorite Philadelphia sports legends. Not only for the Philadelphia. Is Eagles. Randall going to be there? I think so. <coughs> have you never met Randall? I have not. That's one bucket list. Moment. Really? He's, he's gonna be there. I'll hook you up. Yeah. I'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hook you up. Right. Hey, Actually, yo, if I met Randall, man, I mean that would be. I I, I uh, that would be for I, me. I call her. I call her my wife, Jackie. I bet I, we were talking about her before. We've been with together for twelve years. Got two kids together. Just never got married. We actually asked Randall Cunningham to marry us because he's a preacher in Las Vegas. He's a pastor. In yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he said he stopped doing it because he gets so many requests for people. Like, I thought, like, this is cool, man. We'll go. We'll go with the link. We'll, we'll just bang this thing out. You have Randall Cunningham marry us, and he, he politely, and he's a very polite man, politely declined because he's like, listen, you need to come to my church and take wedding classes. And I'm like, dude, we already got a kid together. We've been together for 10 years. I mean, I already put in, what, what more classes do you want? Class, I should be teaching the class. We've outlasted most people that we've been to their wedding. Anyway, that's neither here or there. We're gonna, ha- we're gonna set you up with a Randall Cunningham. We're gonna set you up with a Randall. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you meet Randall. I know. You're fanboying over here. Wow. Of course, shout out to Concha Hawk and Bakery, who always supplies the food yeah. for the tailgate. Bud Light, who always supplies the beer. You good on the beer run? All set, buddy. All set? I love hearing it. Uh, the gates should open. It being a 4 o'clock game, gates should open at 9 o'clock for Wells Fargo. Wow. Uh, 4 o'clock games are always rough and rowdy. You can sleep in a little bit. You don't got to get there at the butt crack at dawn, but you can start drinking at 9 o'clock. This is going you know, to be an epic tailgate. It's gonna be an there's, epic. There's gonna be a bachelorette party there. I heard. Did you, did you see Say that? What? On, did you see that on the timeline? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Ba- a bachelorette she, party. She t- tell the guys me. with the uh, okay. with the with the with the eagle costumes come back. Yeah. We can, <laughs> we can get that done. We're yeah. we're trying to my my on my to do list tomorrow is actually to find a TV with a TV like stand. We're gonna drill it into the um, trailer, right? So we can take the TV on and off. We're going to replay the Super Bowl. Dreams and nightmares, no nice. less than every 15 minutes. It's going to be great. Maybe Prime will bring the trophy. I don't know. Could be. We'll see what Kiss happens. The ring, maybe so the it's ring. sort of reminisce about that 2017 season and, uh, and, and, and get ready for the for the Patriots game again. I mean, that changed our lives, man. It did. It did. Best night of my life. Best birthday ever. 
Oh, that's right. It was your birthday. Yeah, that was a great night, man. I, I really feel like, you know, when you think about when you whenever you say the Patriots, we didn't even reminisce about the Super Whenever you say the Patriots, that brings up a. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. The one thing I will say, uh, reminiscent about the Patriots, before we get on out of here, because I know our time is almost up. I've said that I've said this on the podcast before, but being with NBC, perhaps we have some new audience members. Very rarely in life do expectations meet reality. Think about your life. You listening to this in the car right now. You watching this on Facebook. Think about when you graduated college and got that first job. Was it everything you imagined? Think about that first love that you had in your life. Was everything you every everything you imagined? First, imagine the first time you got a you, you got a piece of action. Was it everything you imagined? Probably not, right? Very rarely in life do expectations meet reality. And we've all, as Eagles fans, the Super Bowl seemed like such an unobtainable goal. We wondered if we'd ever see it in our lifetime. We got so close, that, that brass ring felt like it was right there and then just would slip through our fingers. We wondered if we would ever win it and we would sit in traffic by ourselves, alone, in the car, and daydream about what it would be like to win that Super Bowl. I can't speak for everybody in this room, but I've done it. I got a little emotional doing it on occasion. I don't want to go out and and put my business out in public, but I would sit there and dream about what it would be like to win a Super Bowl. Imagine the expectations that put in, 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 in my head. Not only did the Eagles winning the Super Bowl meet expectations, blew it completely out of the water. But it, it, it was everything I could have hoped for and more. And honestly, as an Eagles fan, it worried me. It worried me a little bit. Because you finally get that brass ring. You finally get that unattainable goal. And you ever, you ever see Finding Nemo? You don't strike me as a Finding Nemo guy. But you ever fi- see Finding Nemo? Yeah. No? I got kids. So I've seen it a, a million times. Prime, you've seen Finding Nemo. you got kids. Trox, you've seen Finding Nemo. There's a scene at the end of the movie where all the fish in the fish tank, finally they hatch this plan to get out of the fish tank, right? And get back to the ocean into the wild. And they succeed, they're all in these little bags. They dirty up the tank, they're all in these little bags, and then they roll out the window, they cross the street, they plop themselves into the water, and they're all cheering and high, kind of high-finning, high I don't even know what you do there. But all of a sudden the blowfish, there's this awkward pregnant pause and the blowfish goes, well now what? That's what winning this. That's what I was worried about as an Eagles fan. Is that what the Super Bowl is going to do to me? Is it going to make me soft as a fan? Is it going to look? Am I going to get fat and like lazy off of it? Am I going to be less passionate because we reached that goal? And uh, when you're chasing that thing and you finally get it, well, now what? Well, now what? I, I, th- I think, it, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. What it did do is make me realize what a Super Bowl contender looks like. What knowing that team is going to go to the Super Bowl feels like. And man, daddy needs his fix. Daddy needs his medicine. Like, like I need that again in my... The further we get removed from it, the more special it gets. The further we get removed... Because when we were in it, man, we were in it. We were, the blind is on, we were in it. So, so it's like you, you didn't have time to really enjoy it. Now that you're a couple years removed, a couple years struggling removed... Man, that was... Sp- Daddy needs his fix. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that Super Bowl run was an amazing 
thing to see from start to finish, whether it was from the draft all the way, you know, starting at the draft and being at the, the, the steps for the parade and just seeing the, the harmony between the fans, uh, your, even your own family, like the, the waves, uh, the wave of emotions, um, just the, the, the storylines, the, you know, Carson Wentz going down, but like, you know, Nick Foles playing to ungodly levels and just watching like a team form and, and, and actually seeing a championship football team and what it looks like in your own backyard and, and to be able to have that moment where you're like, yeah, we're Super Bowl champions. The, um, the NFL top 100 had like that or, or for the 100th season, right? They're doing these top 100 lists. They had the top 100 teams. 2017 Philadelphia Eagles placed number 36 on that list. All right, and during the segment of it, Kyle Brandt was interviewed, and he's like, I didn't believe in destiny until I saw the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. And it was kind of, it's kind That's of a, a, a line that I use. That's the first time I tasted destiny. That's the first time I looked at it and just knew it, it was truth. I mean, the weirdest thing about, like, you know, the city of Philadelphia, they call it the city of Negadelphia, and during that run and going into that Super Bowl week, I had never seen a fan base this fan base in such harmony and such weird confidence where they're saying we are going to win this game yeah. like from the fans to the players to the coaches everybody was riding that wave and it Spencer has taken his headset off <laughs> Ben is sitting there drinking water it is clearly time to wrap this thing up we have gone way long on this thing uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in make sure you subscribe on iTunes give us a follow on Facebook uh, just look up Fourth and John uh, we go live on Facebook and YouTube every single week five star reviews the rate review subscribe thing on iTunes goes a very long way and before I get out of here I will just say that Mr. Gail Saunders Eagle Sessions on Twitter before we enter back into the studio please 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 do not wear the same crap I'm wearing. This is this. We never coordinate this kind of stuff. Right now, we look like a bad '90s hip hop group. It is terrible. All from now one. on, from now on, I got a Jimi Hendrix shirt on. To, we have got to stop dressing alike. This is getting creepy. This is getting creepy, bro. So until next time, this let's wasn't even birds. planned. We will see you at the tailgate. Eagles, Pats, celebrating that 2017 Super Bowl victory. Go birds. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.